to our uh, pastor's Bible study, or in this case, book study that studies the Bible. Um, we are going through forgiving challenge. I've got my copy too. Hope you guys have yours at the ready. Yeah, uh, I, I know we've discussed this, but it, it it threw us off a little bit when we watched like the the video that comes along with this, and Zach Zender just refers to it as forgiving challenge we've been saying the forgiving challenge and so it's just a little bit and i'm not sorry i mean yeah, no. i'll probably keep doing it <laughs> unabashedly uh bold with it yeah um so we are uh in the week of uh c confession you know going through the acronym of scars and uh yeah this is uh these first two weeks are they're uh, you have to go through them weeks i think you know, mm-hmm. sin and confession, um, they're the ones that might make us the most vulnerable, especially mm-hmm. confession, you know, laying out our sins before before God. But they're the ones that, you know, you can't get to being forgiven and restored and sanctified life until mm-hmm. you first get to the problem of sin and, you know, confess your sin. And uh, But even in these weeks that are more uh, difficult to uh, to palate, we'll say, uh, there is still some grace, some gospel, which mm. I think we said this last week is good because it'd be rough reading through, you know, a week or two where it's just like, you're a dirty, rotten sinner. You deserve the worst. Yeah. Period. Mm-hmm. And there was no hope. Yeah. But there is. There is a good now here's the challenge. How does that make you feel? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of kind of like Lent in general. Like yeah. you know, in in general, Lent is reflective. It is to, you know, it was for your sins and my sins that Jesus took the path to the cross. Mm-hmm. But we see the the sliver of Easter on the horizon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easter has to inform the way you. Speak celebrate observe lent yeah um yeah actually it, it's kind of funny just a, a few weeks ago i was reading this i was looking something up for for good friday and uh like just like and there's this line in this lutheran worship book and it said the good friday worship service should not be viewed as a funeral for jesus and i think and then they expanded that basically to mean like it doesn't like it can be a heavy service, but it shouldn't just be like, you know, you shouldn't completely ignore the reality of Easter. I guess it's kind of how I took it. I least. thought you were gonna you were gonna say it should be like a funeral service for us. Oh, for oh, for us. Yeah. <laughs> Call the ambulance, um, but not for me. <laughs> yeah, but that's yeah. Um, I I have appreciated the same thing about this book. You know, you you were kind of saying. This this week is a kind of a, a get through a week. I, I don't know confession, and I the way that Zach Zender is laying it out too. It's it's helpful for me because like if I know if I have been convinced that I have a problem, I then I right away want to know well what's the solution, mm-hmm. and so I think confession is starting to connect you you know from the the week of sin. You're like okay this we're we're all in a bad way, but now confession is kind of supplying us with well this is who you go to this is who Mm -hmm. offers you the solution and then on and on it goes uh, as the book goes on but i I don't know if if anyone else can identify with this too but confession is one of those things that i i completely dread even like the thought of starting it 
but then once I become engaged in it, I I'm like glad that I am doing it. Yeah. It's, it's like a, like an introvert going to a party or something. It's like dreads it, hopes it's going to be canceled, but then shows them, oh, yeah, actually, this, yeah. Is, this is going better than I thought it would. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I think to, to elaborate a little bit, I think kind of like the situation of confession is kind of like a diamond where looking at it multifaceted, looking at it from different perspectives, I think of confession, confessing our sins as like, you know, we are... We're telling God the truth about who we are. I think I've heard that mm -hmm. description used. Like, God already knows, and so we're just coming around to the truth. And, you know, thinking about that, like, we are 100% we are vulnerable. Like, there is, you know, just think about, like, Adam and Eve. When, their sin, when they sinned, they were exposed. And, you know, their reaction was probably to to cover, like literally cover themselves. Mm -hmm. And when we confess our sin, it, you know, like there is no covering up the things that make us feel mm -hmm. guilt or shame. And so yeah. uh, it is, it, I think it is, like you said, the bridge of sin, which is ugly and should make us feel a certain way, bad, <clears throat> connecting it to the absolution. But there is that, you know, the forgiveness doesn't come until you, Okay, I, I can't I can't cover myself. I can't cover these sins up. Mm -hmm. God knows I'm I'm gonna just lay them up for Him. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah, and I think um, you know, well, one of the days kind of brings that out too. So we'll foreshadowing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's start on uh, day thirteen. I think this one is uh, very fascinating. Uh, the confession alternatives is the mm -hmm. name of it, and it. It talks about fight or flight, um, and this is where the four categories come into play. Of you know, you're either going to confess your sins, or if you don't, it's going to likely fall into one of these four categories. And so, uh, for for the you know, and by the way, fight or flight just being like a natural response to um, to conflict mm -hmm. or to danger. You know, kind yeah. of like a the psychological. You know, somebody comes up and sw swings at you, like takes a punch at you. Do you punch back or do you run? You mm -hmm. know, like that kind of thing. So the fight options are blame others or try harder. And then the flight options are denying or minimizing your sin. Um, mm -hmm. And I think there's a little, there can be a little bit of overlap uh, with some of these. Um, I, I was saying... In our small group last night, I think I've there have been times in my life where, in like a span of ten minutes, I've done all four. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the stages of uh, ex uh, accepting grief or whatever. Yeah, like you know, mm -hmm. just going through them and mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, yeah. What? Where were you going though with the overlap thing? Well, I just in, in our small group last night. Um, there, you know, um, the there could be situations. I, I can't remember the specific what was being talked about, but um, minimizing your sin and mm -hmm. denying your sin, I think they're oh, yeah. closely related. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, it, I think it's easiest for me, at least, to think about putting myself back 
when I was a kid mm-hmm. because like I think as adults most times well a I think we when we mess up we're not necessarily accountable to somebody like we were as kids you know like you do something wrong now you're it's kind of up to you unless it's you've done something big and then it's you know boss or authorities or whatever mm-hmm. but like you you do something out of line in school your teachers are gonna be involved or your parents you know um, and B I think just as kids you kind of did more dumb stuff you mm-hmm. know like that would get you in trouble and uh, you know I just think of it as like uh, going back and forth well it wasn't that really big of a that really really that big of a deal like mm-hmm. going to well you know no I didn't even do that you know just kind of like that yeah. going back and forth and then you know well if she hadn't done this first you know so mm-hmm. like they really all can be like said in a span of 10 minutes yeah. like they can all mm-hmm. no I, I mean that's that's my um, yeah like I, I don't know I don't know what this is you know I, I would say I can be very defensive when when I come to realize that I have done something wrong. And those are the times like when I, I wish I had the power of time travel. Like I could go back and be like, well, why did I try two or three of these options instead of just like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, I shouldn't have done that, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I think um, I, I think we all, you know, going through this day, you were supposed to identify maybe which one was the, was the most, which one was maybe your go-to um, I know I, I wrote down uh, minimizing. I think is is my is the one that I use the most probably. Yeah, because it is like, okay. Well, I did this, but it's really yeah, it's really not that big of a deal. Like you got to start to compare yourself to other people too, and um, you know, it's just it, that's very dangerous because then you you start to just think, well, yeah, I do wrong things, but they're they're small ones. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, but you're right though. I think there's a, there is a lot of overlap. These all, these are just all like different, um, things that we have in our arsenal to avoid dealing with our sin. Yeah. And Satan tries (laughs) to make sure that our arsenal is fully loaded. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, he's, he's wanting us to, he, he doesn't want us to get to the point of confessing and being forgiven. And so, yeah. He, you know, he's gonna encourage us. Like, mm-hmm. no, you stand your ground. You had the right to do that. You know, and just yeah, defend yourself. <clears throat> or, you know, whatever. Like, that, mm-hmm. he he's crafty. Yeah, and yeah, he's gonna do what he can. Yeah. Well, yeah, he wants, <clears throat> um, he wants us to. I think you could, for most of these ones, you could say you're actually kind of blaming well it's kind of like Adam in the Garden of Eden right he blames God and Eve but kind of the root of it is like God well you gave me this woman who made me you know she like shoved the apple in my mouth and like made my jaws chew you know I mean it's kind of like where he's going with this Um, but yeah you know some of these is you, you want to blame God's standards and say that they're wrong Mm. Or you want to blame other people that God has placed in your life, um, or you want to take God out of the picture and be like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna resolve this all on my yeah. own." And then, yeah, like you're saying like Satan loves that because confession is just the vulnerable. I need God. God is the only one who can 
help me out of this jam. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where Satan gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I just, <clears throat> it's just so, not like ha-ha funny, but just funny how, like, Adam, there are two, like, God is not, God the Father in this situation is not like a person, but there are two people mm-hmm. in Adam's life. And he manages to throw both of them under the bus at this one false. Yes, like, yeah, like like the only two people that really other the only two people that really exist around yeah. him. Like, <laughs> I just blaming like, the animals. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just imagine like after like after the dust settles and they're out of the garden, Eve just looking at Adam. Really, <laughs> I made you do that. Yeah, like you know, because there's there's a detail in I think I think it appears in the English, but in the Hebrew especially, we're like. It wasn't like Adam was off in the distance, you know, frolicking in the meadows with the deer. Mm-hmm. Like, he was right there, and he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. So really, like, you could say the first, the root of it was Adam's passivity. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah. yeah. At, we, we blame Eve a lot, and mm-hmm. she did wrong too, but... yeah. You, you know, very... it is funny. Like we 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 do normally blame Eve, but in in Scripture itself, I don't think Eve ever gets blamed for it. Mm-hmm. It's I mean, Paul is always you know like talking about Adam. The original Adam. You know, Adam is the one who sinned and thrust the world into brokenness, and mm-hmm. it's only because of the one you know the one man sin, and then the one man Jesus comes. And yeah, it is interesting though. Um, I do think too that like. Not to go down this rabbit trail too much, but <clears throat> just thinking about the 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 roles in the family unit and mm-hmm. order of creation that God created, like you know how Paul talks about in Ephesians five um, that the wife is to submit to the husband and the husband is supposed to be the leader, you know. Yeah. And so like he's he's responsible. He takes responsibility for what you know what is done mm-hmm. and so yeah like it it really Adam should have should have been assertive and protected his bride mm-hmm. from the temptation but he he was like oh okay yeah I, I, I want to try this fruit too mm-hmm. you know so yeah yeah he's 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 more responsible we'll just, mm-hmm. we'll just say it that way he's more responsible than Eve yeah yeah, you could say, yeah, he's not, you know, managing, leading his household mm-hmm. in the proper way. Yeah, yeah, there's there's ownership that he has to take up about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I just thought this was, uh, I, I really appreciated this. This was maybe, I don't know, it's hard to say favorite, but may, maybe one of the, the days from this week so far that has stood out the most to me. So I thought it was a very insightful breakdown mm-hmm. of all the different ways that we stray away from just directly confessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I really did too. Um, and it was, it was interesting just to think about like how this looks in my life, mm-hmm. you know, just like you've got these categories, these definitions, and now it's like going through and thinking, okay, what do I do? What, like how, how do they fit into each of these baskets, so mm-hmm. to speak? And yeah, yeah, for me, you gave yours for me. Trying harder, I think, is is mine. Mm-hmm. Like you know, there'd be a time. There, there was a period when I would get uh, 
too angry when playing video games. And so like I would say, okay, if I get too angry again, I'm gonna turn off, turn off the Xbox or you know, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna put this in place. And <laughs> it very rarely worked. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kinda like that from from the week of sin, the, the cobweb, you mm-hmm. know. I was dusting the cobwebs off. I wasn't dealing with the spider itself. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Which, that's like my favorite day so far. Mm-hmm. That was <clears throat> incredible. But, yeah. Yeah, it really, these categories were very helpful and really, mm-hmm. you know, even though this is a weak confession, it was kind of convicting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I think I think maybe, I, I'm, I'm hoping that this will help me recognize, like, by name when I'm utilizing some of these confession alternatives mm-hmm. uh, because I think they become so comfortable to us that we slip into them it's like our default mode and I'm 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 hoping that the Holy Spirit will help me see those and you maybe scroll past that option yeah <laughs> the next time maybe more often more often than not yeah because you can see there can be a lot of damage in, in your life from from doing these things too much. Mm-hmm. Anything else uh, from from that day? No, I think that that was good. All right. Spoiler alert. Mm-hmm. I can't believe that almost thirty years after the fact, he spoiled the ending to the Lion King. I mean, didn't you preach on that last Lent? The Lion King. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did talk about the Lion King. King. I did, but I didn't didn't give away any oh, of the okay. main plot lines. Okay, so I don't, I, but maybe I did. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that twenty. I, I think this came out in like nineteen ninety four or something. I think twenty eight years. Yeah. I think you're you're okay to spoil something at that point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So what what stood out from you? What stood out to you from? The spoiler alert day. Um, that Disney movies preach, you know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I think that it's. I think this is very powerful. I think it's just, it's just a powerful thing because there. I think there are a lot of people in life that have. I don't know. I, I try to choose my words carefully, but yeah, yeah like like allowed a past failure, a great sin to yet to like spoil the rest of their life to you know, disqualify them from following Jesus. Where the guilt turns into shame. Yeah, yeah, and I I'm really like going through this so far, and I know we're going to go even deeper into Peter, but Peter's like climbing the ranks of my favorite biblical figures very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've always been, I mean, I think we talked about this, like, I think Paul has always been the one for me if you're if you're really looking at, um, I mean, there, everyone is a sinner, obviously, but just Paul's amazing turnaround. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I, um, just, yeah, the, the way that, that Zach is portraying the Peter story and having us keep looking at it from different angles and stuff. I'm just like, man, Peter, Peter really, his life could have gone after that, you know, denying Jesus could have gone in such a different way. Mm-hmm. Like we, we were talking last night, I've, I've never thought about this before, but you have two people 
that day that have a great sin and they both you know they both storm away in despair one being Peter one being Judas mm-hmm. and what a different outcome there is obviously but couldn't I mean Peter's story could have been he could have had the same ending as Judas if not mm-hmm. for for the, the grace of God in his life I guess yeah no, I I just think, and I'm I don't know what I'm sure someone smarter than me has already like made that that compare and contrast with those two people before, but yeah, or was it even mentioned here? Maybe I like I don't, lifted it. I don't think it was subconsciously. <laughs> you're, you're searching for something though. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't did know I did what... I trigger something in your yeah. mind? Okay. Um, it was on the the sheet of the questions for small groups last night, and it was in the video, the First Corinthians ten. Seven, I think, uh, about godly guilt leading to salvation mm-hmm. and worldly guilt leading to death. Yeah, uh-huh. And, you know, we were wrestling with that, and I really do think that, like, godly guilt is is what Peter had. You mm-hmm. know, like, his it, it crushed him. Yeah. His, his, his sin crushed him. Mm-hmm. But... He had the forgiveness of Jesus, that 89th chapter that defined him, whereas people who don't have faith, mm-hmm. you know, when, when guilt comes and crushes, there is no defense. You know, Jesus is our defense from guilt. Mm-hmm. We, Satan, the world, ourselves, we can't say, truthfully, we cannot say that we are guilty mm-hmm. because we are declared not guilty by Jesus. Yeah. He's our defense. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have that, you have no defense, and you yeah. are guilty. Yeah. And Judas felt that he did not. Mm-hmm. I, maybe going a little bit outside of what Scripture says, and so I'll, I'll preface it that way. But it would appear that Judas did not believe in Jesus mm-hmm. to be that, to be who he claimed to be, to to be the one who takes away sin, to mm-hmm. to forgive, and so. It really is, uh, I think, in that verse, those two paths right there, mm-hmm. that the Monday, Thursday, and the, the Good Friday morning yeah. was shown out there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think, yeah, he brings up those, yeah, those two, yeah, godly versus worldly. I think that was in one of the first days in the book, mm-hmm. too. I, I can't remember the exact... Yeah, it's okay. We're not we're not going to search through the book here. <laughs> um, but yeah, very powerful. Uh, again, to and you know, for, one thing that stood out from this from the story too is, I guess I I've I've missed a lot of important details or just like overlooked um, various shades of meaning in this John twenty one you know the eighty ninth chapter as yeah. we're calling it. When Peter goes fishing, I'm just like, yeah, just going fishing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I'm, like I'm, I'm going to go play tennis or, you know, whatever. Like, yeah. oh, just, just one of these hobbies. Like, oh, I just want to go do this. Um, because I, I guess because, because we read the, these sections of the Bible independently of each other so often, sometimes I'm like, oh, well, there's the story where Jesus rose from the dead and he appeared to his disciples. I'm like... Things must be all good for Peter now. Jesus is alive. But then you forget then that like, oh, 
we just read this story. Jesus comes to the doors, peace be with you, you know, I'm alive. But then Peter hasn't been restored yet. Yeah. You know, that, that actually happens afterwards. So this, so I, I think he's, I think he is onto something with this. I'm going fishing. Um, yeah, I just, that's been completely over my head though, all these years. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Same. Yeah. It really changes. Um, and it really fits in well with that, the, the two path kind of thing of like mm-hmm. being less than what God has called you to be. Yeah. And, you know, Jesus called him to be a fisher of men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when he, when he was too burdened by his sin, he mm-hmm. just referred back to what he had done fishing for fish. Yeah. 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 That's, that's huge. Well, yeah. And then, and then he, and then, so after he's done with that, then Jesus, I don't know, maybe this, is this a promotion? Is it, is it a promotion from like fisherman to shepherd? Because he's, he's telling them, that, well, now you're going to take care of my sheep, my lambs. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, that's, that's a powerful thing because Jesus, you know, says, you know, John, 11 chapters earlier in John's gospel, he's the good shepherd. Uh-huh. And now, I mean, that's, we talk about this, right, that we're, Jesus is the shepherd, and then we're like the under-shepherds under shepherd. yeah. Yeah. as pastors. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so it, is, it is powerful. Yeah, there's a lot of that language that gets repeated uh-huh. in the Gospels. You know, I'm just thinking, and I don't know if... I'm guessing you have, but maybe not. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's, it's worth watching uh, the Skip Guys uh, video of, like, Peter and Jesus like in John chapter 21 and I just think about you know when it, it's artistic license but mm-hmm. when Jesus is like feed my sheep and Peter's like I totally didn't know you had livestock but that's so like you <laughs> you were always keeping us on your feet Jesus you know <laughs> I don't I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to look that one up I, I'm sure I've seen it yeah but it's been it's been a while since I've seen all the skit guys yeah. the, the skit guys are great yeah, they make yeah. you laugh but then they all they have like oh. a very serious profound Message, you yes. know, in there too. I think yeah. that is like one of the it, one of the most powerful, like mm-hmm. top two most powerful videos they have. Mm. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, skit guys. There's two guys. One of them. Two guys that do skits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Anything else from this day? Uh, I think we're good. Yeah. All right. Fess up to the mess. Um, I I just just start with this. I love um, I just love this psalm. Oh yeah, it's yeah. This psalm thirty two. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just read it here real quick. Uh, this is David. When I refused to confess my sin, my body wasted away, and I groaned all day long. Day and night, your hand of discipline was heavy on me. My strength evaporated like water in the uh, summer heat. Finally, I confessed all my sins to you and stopped trying to hide my guilt. I said to myself, I will confess my rebellion to the Lord, and you forgave me. All my guilt is gone. I just love that description. I, I, I kind of like the, I think, the NIV more. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the wording, but um, the the line about the, my strength evaporated. Um, mm-hmm. But just yeah, it's just I think it's something like this. My strength dried up, yeah, or was or something away, like or, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But what a like this is you know I think we we probably all have experienced this one. Just like mm-hmm. you have that inescapable guilt, mm-hmm. like 
like you can't do anything to shake it you know you try to do things that you enjoy to take your Mm -hmm. mind off it you try to watch a movie you try to go eat a nice meal you know go for a run and just like it it is there Mm -hmm. and you can't do anything except confess my sin Mm -hmm. or confess your sin and yeah I mean this is I think one of the most one of the most relatable psalms in my opinion just because like yeah that feeling is is so real and it's a just a great example of how he takes what we're feeling and puts it like equates it to uh you know my strength evaporated like water in summer heat mm-hmm. but like yet you can understand that yeah but yeah um yeah th- this is this is a great i think this and first john 1 you know 8 9 are just such clear scripture passages that that tell us the power of confession Mm -hmm. and what is waiting for us in the mercy of God but yeah it's like um, we were talking about this last night I think one of the reasons why we're so hesitant to confess is because in every other aspect of life if you confess you immediately get some type of punishment Mm -hmm. So, but then, but with God, it, you don't. It's like, well, God declares, well, I punished. Like, the punishment that you should have had has already been given out mm-hmm. to Jesus. And because of Jesus now, you actually get, like, all of the blessings. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you get all of the, the good stuff that Jesus earned that you did not earn. Um, but in this amazing Exchange now, you so I think I think that's why confession is like such a dirty word because it's it's like okay I usually it is it is your last resort because you've tried all these other things to try to avoid the punishment and then finally you come clean because yeah maybe it's your quality of life is you know whatever um, and so you take the punishment and uh, but but that's not how it works with God now I mean you kind of punish yourself. Mm-hmm. By not bringing it to God in a timely manner. Yeah. I mean, this is, I, I think David is being, he's kind of exaggerating here. You know, this is like a, you know, poetic description. But there are, there are times, I think, when even our, certainly our, our mental and spiritual health can suffer Any based physical. on the guilt. But I, I just I was going to say, yeah, the physical health, I think, can really take a turn for the worse if you're, racked by guilt and shame yeah so i mean this is yeah i mean we're learning a lot more about how things affect us you know in a holistic manner uh and sin i mean sin is like the most has the biggest holistic effect on us yeah body and soul yeah Uh, just think about that passage from hebrews the word of god sharper than two-edged sword mm -hmm. cutting uh body and soul Mm -hmm. bone from marrow um that's just you know and how tightly, how close they are, and yeah, they one affects the other. Mm. Sin runs deep. Yeah, yeah. So. But I, I love the the BC person and the AD mm-hmm. person, like yeah. the before confession and after declaration. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a just a just a good, I think, a, a memorable thing. Yes. Yeah. I wonder how many people um, probably. Especially our traditional folk, our, our mm-hmm. traditional crowd folk. Yeah. People who typically go to the traditional service. Mm-hmm. Um, this verse, 
I bet that a lot of people had that memorized. I say the comment about traditional. For, you mean the first John? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. 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 Because this is part of you know, this is part of what we say mm-hmm. uh, in the confession absolution. Yes. And so I know, and I'm blanking. I'm blanking on which which particular because it, it's it's only I think in one of the mm-hmm. divine services, and I'm blanking on which one it is right now. But it is, yeah. But but it absolutely it is, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it really is, uh, you know, like if I was creating a, a memory verse curriculum for mm-hmm. kids, like this would be this would be pretty high on the list. Yeah. Um, you know, it's 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 powerful gospel freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, Actually, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, it was something, something in Sunday school or whatever, and like I came across this verse, and I was like, wait, that's in the Bible. Thought that was just like in the hymnal, <laughs> and then, then you come to understand that like almost everything in the hymnal is like from the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, okay. <clears throat> All right, and then uh, yesterday's uh, reading, Cannonball Confidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, that's Peter jumping in the water. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I love. It. I, that's another aspect I never yeah. thought about was Peter. Uh, I, I like how you you used, uh, talked about it in your sermon about like how like Peter just didn't know what he was doing. Like, yeah, I, I, I gotta go to Jesus. No I don't game know. plan. Yeah. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but I like, uh, and another thing I really liked about this day was. Uh, Talking about the dimensions of the curtain, I, you know, it's one of those things that, that we talked about that a lot last night too. In yeah, our group. yeah. I know I've heard it. Before, Shocking, but you know, see, I, I don't know, I don't know if I have heard that the, that the curtain in the temple was four inches thick. That part, I, I knew it was thick. That's but, wild. Yeah, yeah that's like <laughs> this thing fell on you, you'd be trapped or something. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. And the fact <laughs> that it took uh, two a horse tied to each side and they couldn't pull it apart, yeah. like, yeah, it just. I, oh, man, the the symbolism gets richer with these mm-hmm. details. Yeah, only God could could tear the the separ- mm-hmm. the veil that separated us from. Yeah. Him. Well, yeah. So that that I was thinking about that too. Only God could rip. It wasn't just like this thing got ripped. Yeah, it wasn't a coincidence or something. It wasn't the, 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 the moment? Yeah, the moment that Jesus died. But also, how thick and huge this dividing curtain was mm-hmm. you know prior to the ripping like this is a significant thing standing you know blocking us from coming into God's presence blocking God's holy presence death. yeah exactly yeah <laughs> yeah because I mean yeah we, we remember that from the book of Leviticus you know uh-huh. there are precautions in place so that the holiness of God doesn't burn us you know burn us unworthy sinners up yeah uh, yeah. When he talks about the uh, having the the rope and the bell, yeah. I just you gotta just wonder. Like, I don't I don't remember. So if if it is in there, you can say it. But I don't think it's like it was part of the instructions that God gave. And so mm-hmm. you just wonder, like that that probably had to have happened once before they. Oh yeah, like some, somebody did die. Yeah. I, I think I I've kind of assumed that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like. The next year, the guy comes in. He's like, "God, I just, I'll be right back. Just let me scoot this guy out of the way." Like, yeah. oh yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it's like whenever there's some type of a weird custom or weird law or rule, you're like, I have some questions, you know. What happened in order to make you implement this yeah. <laughs> this way of doing something? <laughs> well, this what one year, <laughs> this guy died. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are some interesting historical details that I think add some, some color to the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else from this day? I think the church needs to do a lot better at not just saying, you know, kind of the people come as you are. Um, I, I think there, there's part of us that are like, oh yeah, I believe that. Definitely for myself, I want to believe that. But I think that for practical purposes, there are still like... Di- different types of people who don't have it all together that could come into church and the majority of people would be like, yeah, that person shouldn't be here. Yeah. <laughs> on, on Vicarage, we, the church was right across from like a social services place. And so like mm-hmm. we had, we would have people who were looking for help, uh-huh. in, you know, monetary or like mental help or, you know, different needs. And there was one time that there was a guy who was homeless and just say, I mean, he he soiled himself. Like mm-hmm. you got in within 15 feet of him and it was like a wall that just hit yeah. you. And he came to worship and he sat in the pew and like, mm-hmm. like we had to air things out and spray and throw away cushions and stuff like that. Yeah. But that was a real example of, okay, yeah. w- this is how we talk at least. Mm-hmm. How are we going to respond? Yeah, and I think that's the most in-your-face example that I've ever heard mm-hmm. of. As far as like, hey, yeah, we say come as you are. Mm-hmm. Well, here's this guy; he's coming as he is. Are you mm-hmm. going to show him grace, or are you going to, yeah. you know? And, and mm-hmm. not that it's even with that situation, like it's understandable for the people around because it was a, you know, it's a strong smell. Mm-hmm. But are you going to show the grace that we, you know, we yeah. talk about? Yeah, 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 exactly. And and I think, and, and part of it does, you know, he brings us to the question about, well, what do you think about God? Like, how approachable is God? And I think, um, yeah, I, you know, maybe you had to reflect deeply on that and think, well, I don't know, maybe, do I really? Like, what do I really think about God? Do, do I... Do I really believe, even if I did X, Y, and Z next week, that I could still approach him? Or... Would I, that kind of goes back, you know, would, would that kind of, you know, spoil me <laughs> and now God's not going to accept me? Um, but yeah, we, I think we, we can learn a lot about coming to God, approaching him from this Peter story. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, Peter like, has a relationship with God, you know, with Jesus. Um, but he's, yeah, he's not looking his best. Like, this is, this is not like Peter has been preparing. I think he's been maybe preparing on the inside, like, what he what he might do or say practicing when, when Jesus... Like, I'm sorry speech, like Practicing, yeah, yeah. Like what? Like the prodigal son? Like the prodigal... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if, if Peter did practice something, he didn't... It wasn't ready or he forgot about it, you yeah. know, I mean, because obviously that's, you know, Zach works with that uh, through this whole week. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> But, yeah, it's, this is, yeah, like the rubber 
meets the road. Yeah, like you were saying, you know, it's like you're, are you going to practice what you preach and really um, be like Jesus and welcome, um, you know, be approachable, you know, welcome people that are, that are coming that might not fit the, the, the mold that we have formulated for what a, what a good church going person ought to look like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it's like I said, where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, uh, we'll do touch on just today's today as we're recording this is Thursday. Mm-hmm. So day 17 confession through concession. He does, you know, he said in the beginning that he loves alliteration and Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not uh, disappointed. <laughs> yeah. Um, what, what what pastor doesn't, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so this one was really interesting. Um, and I had not thought about it until you, ta- you talked about this in your sermon on Sunday, but just like, you know, Peter doesn't have a formal confession. Like, I mean... And, and there, there isn't a formal, like, I forgive you either, mm-hmm. which is just wild because I don't know if he, I don't know if he talks about it in here or if we talked about it in our small group last night, but like, you know, we teach our kids to say, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I think yeah. it was in here. Yeah. Um, but as we, <laughs> this is one of those where we've seen it throughout the history of God's people and Jesus enforces it mm-hmm. that. Jesus cares more about the condition of the heart than mm-hmm. than just doing something for the sake of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, I mean he Jesus does talk about this, um, you know, talk about the Pharisees or other people. You know, like I, I desire, you know, mercy, not sacrifice. I mean, he's not saying that offering sacrifices to God, you know, had no value. He's basically saying, yeah, like if you're just going through the motions, mm-hmm. if your heart is far from me, this stuff is gonna like actively hurt you, <laughs> you know, because you're just like trying to fool me. I mean, this, this, yeah, this gets to like a lot of the religious leadership in the times of the prophets in Israel and everything too. So yeah, it's not, it's not like, yeah, I, I could have the most beautiful confession. I could have been right next to Peter and had the most beautiful confession, but I couldn't. I maybe wouldn't have meant a word of it. Yeah, you know. And then Peter can't even talk, and he's like longing more than any human alive for the mercy of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. For real though. Yeah, and it just you know, Paul and Romans, the the Spirit intercedes for us uh, mm-hmm. with groans too deep for words. Yes, I was thinking about that. Yeah, that's such a... I feel like I appreciate that verse more and more with each, like, passing year. Yeah. Because there are some times... I mean, you guys, maybe you guys have... Yeah, just some days I can't even put into words what I want to pray about. Mm-hmm. It is just kind of like grunting. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's more like... A, that, that's more men probably have grunting prayers than you know. Sometimes we <laughs> we're a little can't come up with the right words as yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, that's a great that's a great verse to apply to this conversation though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything else from day seventeen? Well, I mean, I, I appreciated the challenge. Then, even having said that, you don't have to have the right words. Using one of the confessions that we say in church. 
and going slow at it um, gives you some space to reflect on what you're actually saying, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, for once. Instead of maybe flying through it in 20 seconds, maybe you take uh, five minutes or 10 minutes today and, and do that. Yeah. yeah, I think it's really important. I think that's the case for, for all the things that we do kind of like Lord's Prayer, the Creed, mm-hmm. Confession, you know. Yeah. Even preparing for the Lord's Supper, you mm-hmm. know, a little bit. Like it just, yeah. it, it just is what you do. And it's really important and beautiful to slow down and think about what it is that you're actually saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's something that, you know, obviously when you get into a, a habit or a pattern, like, you're not thinking about it, but if you're able to slow down and think about it and think, mm-hmm. okay, I'm not just going to say these words, I'm going to reflect on them. Like that really is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Confession. That's confession. Yep. Uh, what are you talking about this weekend? Absolution. And I'm going to only use that word one time in my speech. <laughs> <laughs> Absolution. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what does the word mean? To pardon. To yeah. pardon or to forgive. Yeah. So we talk a lot about forgiveness, which yeah. is the same as absolution. But mm-hmm. yeah, hope you uh, are able to join us for worship uh, this weekend. Um, and yeah, we'll be receiving the Lord's Supper, so you'll have an opportunity to, to reflect on uh, all those things that we just said. So give you an opportunity to there. So... Hope to see you in worship and hope you have a great rest of your week.